Fun Drive people, it's Max Fun Drive time. A Max Fun Drive is usually when we release our bonus content for the year. We have heard so much from so many people about how our bonus content and the bonus content of every Max Fun show, which is what you get if you become a member, it is brightening up people's days, which is what we're here for, which is what makes us happy. So thank you. Um, right now seems like a great time to remind you that the bonus content is right here for you as soon as you join. It's all there. It's all there for you. We want you to have it. It's there for you. That's right. We want you to have it. And here's what you do. You can become a member very easily at MaximumFun.org slash join. You enter your credit card information. You set up your recurring monthly contribution. You choose the level that's comfortable for you. It can be as low as $5 a month or $10, $20, or even more. Whatever fits your budget, whatever level you choose, your support combined with that of other Max Fund members like you enables us to keep producing this show. And that $5 level, that's all you need to do to unlock that bonus content that Lindsay was talking about. So go to MaximumFund.org slash join right now. We're running out of time in this Max Fund drive. There is a scant week left. And that means if you're hearing this now and you're thinking that's something I should do, do it. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do it right now. Go to MaximumFund.org slash join. Become a member and see all the great gifts that are available in thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Tides and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. Nobody ever treated me kindly. Father left early. Mama was poor. I watched some wrestling and followed Vince blindly. An eye for an eye match? Me, I'd say sure. Suddenly RJ. Suddenly RJ. Is a heel in Toronto. He likes to make coffee in his underwear. Suddenly, RJ. I'm going to stop. I'm stopping there. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Prince Haller, Hal Lublin, joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Dan Split, Danielle Radford. I do like that. I was kind of hoping after the song it would be with Sweet Under Danding, but that is also very good. You know, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> the Tights and Fights motto. Also joining us is Monday Ritro, Lindsay Kelk. Woo, that's me. Yay. And our special guest, if you didn't know from the song, is the real deal holy heel, RJ City. Great to have you back, RJ. Welcome. I'm so touched. And I was actually just telling someone that uh, Hal remind, always reminded me of a young Ellen Green. Thank you. Yeah, that's it's true. I, you know, thank you for noticing. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's apropos. Yeah. Who I who I did intem- attempt to uh, inquire about dating once. Really? By How? someone who knew her. Because I was in love oh, with her. I, I knew yeah. someone who knew her. And I was like, hey, is she? Like, what's the deal? Because it does sound crazy on, on one end. But on the other end, you could all totally just picture me dating Ellen Green. Yeah, of course. So, but I was told it's... Uh, not where it's not where RJ wanted wow. to go somewhere that's green. Oh, yeah. God, I'm gross. Oh. Don't allow that. Why are you doing that? Oh, oh, I'm disgusting. You know, don't date your heroes is what they say. Yes. And if, 
But we all had a crush. Was that where the crush started? Was it Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, where else would it start? That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Movie was she in? I saw her in an episode of Hannibal recently. It was very okay. exciting. Uh, Thank you. She was also in um, uh, Pushing Daisies. She was. Oh, yeah. Sure. You, yeah, you weren't I'm a big sure fan from her guest star work? That wasn't where you fell in love with her first? <laughs> No, oh. look, we have a lot of musical theater people on this. Someone is going to yell at us. Yeah. <laughs> we're not yell and grief. Yeah, but that's fine. We're not going to we're not going to delve into that. We do need to start with the most important issue, which is how's the feud with you and Randy Orton going? Where are we right now <laughs> in that in that <laughs> war of the words happening on Twitter? What's going on? Speaking of unjustified crushes, I like what? I don't know what the deal is. Him, Austin tweeted me again last night. These tough men, Mark Henry, very often, who also, by the way, I want to point out, Mark Henry does a great impression of Audrey too, the plant from Little Shop of Horrors. We need to get him in. So I think it's about time we we wrestle cast this whole thing, and we do a reading. I think it's Wouldn't time. that be great if they, they do that on Broadway all the time? They just yeah. do those readings of things? Wouldn't it be great for charity or something? Of course. I've actually yes. been thinking about doing something like yes. that. I've, I've actually been uh, crowdsourcing it. I think in. the real I'm issue is finding, finding wrestlers who can read. But I'm here. <laughs> Otherwise. So I don't know if you know. I have it up. I haven't shown anyone yet because I have terrible handwriting. But on my office whiteboard, I have days since Randall has fucked up. And I haven't changed it from zero. Do I have to change it? Um, ye- Is it time? Yeah. Give him a one. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a one. Give him a one. I haven't heard And you know, otherwise. people say Randall, and immediately I, I, I think of Choney Randall, and I go, what did he do wrong? And the answer is <laughs> nothing. Not a damn thing. He's never said the N-word on stream that I know he about. He was a little... No, he hasn't. That I don't you know stream about. at all. He was a little too neat for my taste. It was really annoying to Jack Klugman, I think, in real life as well. Yes. So that's... I, I find streaming to be beneath me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that all the wrestling fans have now tuned out, by the way. No, 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 no. This is exactly our demo. They're only staying now to get the rest of the cast for the Little Shop of Horrors tights and fights table read. Uh, And they're right to do so. What do you like for the dentist? Me. Oh, great. That was my next question. Is that your only role? You're only going to play the dentist. Well, on Coffee and Underwear, I Mm -hmm. do take song requests. And sure. people have requested Suddenly Seymour, and I've taken it upon myself to do both parts at the same time. I love Fast. it. Have me on. I'll do the Audrey parts. So, I can actually kind of sing. So well, you're kind of ruining the novelty <laughs> of it. You know? I'm, so, I'm sorry, but this is just the way it is. I used to, my audition piece uh, for singing was always doing the opening number of Les Mis, but the part where Valjean and Javert were singing at each other and arguing and I thought for sure I was like this is my key to to the great white way I'm gonna have my my drawing on I'm gonna have a Hirschfeld drawing on on the wall at Sardi's and yeah. for some reason it didn't work I got into an improv troupe who knew that was the only oh, thing I was good for that's fine yeah. I, my song my Broadway song of choice right now and it's a bit of a deep cut is they're playing our song you ever hear that song Robert Klein sung it. It's, it's a Neil Simon play. It's about songwriters and who oh, fell really? in love. Yeah, I don't. Which I'm gonna. I'll send you the link. Please, I'm interested <laughs> in it. A Anything performance Robert from Klein. the Tonys. 
he was just giving it. He had his work boots on, as we say in the business. <laughs> Wait, is that what you say in the yeah. business? Yeah, is that, is that what they say? The work boots go on? Yes, in the wrestling business, but then I, I like to apply it to theater. Sure. He was working. He was sweating up a storm. <laughs> and that is Theater R.E. For those of you who are just uh, listening, it is Theater R.E. We, yes. That's implied in the tone of voice, right? <laughs> you can tell when somebody's saying the R.E. versus the E.R. It's pretty, pretty apparent, as we say, in the theater. Uh, yeah. RJ, how's lockdown been for you? What's what is it like? Well, it started, you know, very suddenly. A bunch of things got canceled. WrestleMania weekend bottomed out. Uh, the David Arquette film premiering at South by Southwest also bottomed out. So there was a lot of things on my plate that the waiter took away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then out of out of nowhere, and I don't know if this is too inside baseball. But my first quarantine Zoom date was Danielle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suck it. But it like was great. mine too. That's very confusing, Danielle. You you told me it was just me. Uh, um, Lindsay, <laughs> uh, uh, you are always my special date. I mean, you did take me to the Cheesecake Factory. So did, did she take to you factory. to the Cheesecake Factory, RJ? <laughs> no, no. Um, but yeah, no, uh, RJ was one of my first, uh, uh, one of my first core core dates was yeah. me and RJ, uh, 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 sat there while he, cause RJ is looking for those of you who can't currently see him. He is a human heart eye emoji as I have often referred to him. Um, especially to Rachel Evans, who a uh, friend of the pod, um, he is a human heart eye emoji. And so what you do is, um, you put him on zoom and then it's just his face. And then, um, you spontaneously combust while he makes heart eyes at you because you you can't help it because that's like his face. He can't help it. That's he's doing it right now. Sorry, <laughs> but I got, I got, I remember getting all like, I don't know, gussied up for it. I was like, oh, I need to, and now it. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're all done giving a shit. This is the only way I see people now. I only look fancy because I bought a new wig and it makes me look fancy, and then I put on lips, uh, lip gloss. But I did nothing under any of this. Yeah, no, and and it shows. That looks good though. But in no, a fun way. Um, but then, no. Uh, no, actually, everything is is kind of not bad here because we actually, uh, what's the word, took it somewhat seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I found out we were, I, I forgot all of this was happening. I knew we were doing a podcast because we always do it. I, I, I forgot that RJ was going to be here. Lindsay Kelk looks amazing. Lindsay has I an Instagram really live after this. And I apologize that all of this talk of our appearance is making for great podcasts material uh, <laughs> oh no i'm going to screenshot all of it so you can see we just can, a picture just zoom in they can judge for themselves yeah they, they can know. refer back to it and of course hal yeah which you already know mm-hmm. looks like a young ellen green that's yeah. right just imagine close your eyes don't ever look at me just look at young ellen green <laughs> the holton egg yes. dress is really what pulls it together for me yeah. i mean it's beautiful mm-hmm. gives you that gorgeous well, hourglass got it, figure you showed off Decolletage is the name of my um, game. But Toronto just entered the last phase before Ooh. normal. Mm. What's that like? So we can go into restaurants now safely, and we have to wear masks, and we have to sit. We have to sit unless we're going to the bathroom or getting up to pay. You have to stay seated. <laughs> so it's very much like being on a field trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in two weeks, August 16th, I think, is the first kind of almost wrestling show but not really out outside and it's kind of a barbecue and nobody's sure if we're wrestling or not but i'm gonna be there (laughs) that's all i know (laughs) 
Um, is it like when a radio station does like a Fourth of July? Like Stained will be up on the stage, but we're all sort of chilling out. We don't know exactly what it is. Like is yes. Ha- when it was even presented was the idea like and we're gonna have wrestling and then as it as we get closer it's like i don't know if we actually will no i think it was presented as we don't know what it's gonna be because it was presented a while ago and it's like if we can wrestle maybe we will we and we really don't know where we're gonna be in two weeks they could easily call back or cancel it or whatever i mean who knows but i think it's gonna be like one of those music festivals where you're like, oh, Paul Simon's on. I get to hear all the Paul Simon songs. And then you'll maybe, maybe, if you're lucky, get to hear a me and Julio. And then he'll be like, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, I have somewhere else to be. This is a festival. What did you expect? I can't have a maybe me and Julio. I have to have a definite on that. And I need a Kodachrome or else I will Oh, Kodachrome's great. I believe they're on the same album. And that's, that was he was in a good mood that month. I think whenever a group or a duo split up, that one of them will have a great, like George Harrison's first album after the Beatles broke up, and Paul Simon, his early work after Simon and Garfunkel sort of the started going, like, it's like, here's all the yeah. stuff I wanted to share with you. Yeah, all the Rockers, Marty Jannetty's album was double platinum. <laughs> it tanked. Uh, there was no America on Marty Jannetty. This is yeah. weirdly the second conversation I've had about Paul Simon today, which is like the second conversation I've had about Paul Simon in a decade. So how we managed to do two in one day is really quite impressive. What the was the ma- thesis the of the glitching. first one? I want to weigh in now. Um, yeah. I don't feel good about it. We were watching, I was watching some of Beyonce's visual album, uh, Black is King, and explaining the mm-hmm. premise of it to my husband, who didn't care. Um, that's his loss. Um, and he was like, so it's like Graceland. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> but you see where he was going with it. And then we had a conversation about how he, that would not be a good idea today. Uh, but then right. we established how much, yeah. you know, we've enjoyed Paul Simon's work in the past. Did Beyonce have that band on, that that Lady Smith, Black Mombazo? Did they I have those people on? I haven't watched the whole thing, but it's entirely possible. I mean, the bits okay. I've seen have been fantastic. Blue Ivy just is killing it, it. Killing it. Hold on. Wait, is it bad that I love, that I like Graceland a lot as an album? Because I remember listening I to it anymore. all the time when we brought it home. Because it feels like he's not appropriate. It feels like he's... Like he's giving them mm. a stage. Is that? Is I feel that like true? it was a celebration and an appreciation. He's not like, this is my music. I'm gonna let Danielle weigh in. Yeah. What? I, Danielle is <laughs> making faces while she I, figures it out. Is she it hasn't okay? Listened to Graceland or is it, where are we on, on Graceland right now? I do kind of look uh, uh, his world music thing. I'm gonna go on record as saying uh, it is not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is bad. I, I don't think it's bad um, um, for social justice reasons. I just I think it's, <laughs> it's not just his thing, bad. And I don't fucking like it. It's just bad. It's no um, you can call so me I out. Have, so have, you know, oh, you God. peak, you I've, stop. I've listened to. Well, that was the first one I ever listened to, and mm-hmm. that's when I was like, Paul Simon is 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 dumb and stupid, and I hated him. And then I went back and listened to Simon and Garfunkel, and was like, where's that guy? And back then, you have to give like certain points and weigh it in a certain way. He was inviting them into the party using his name. It is a good thing for the time. It is a bad album because it's a bad fucking album, man. I'm sorry. Oh it's, no! Like, good. I hate I hate you can call me out, but I like the rest of the album as like a, as an How overall piece. I not like you can call me out. I was almost not allowed into Canada once because we were in a line of cars for so long that we'd gone slightly insane. And when they tapped on our window for our paperwork, we were all scream singing along to "You Can Call Me Out," and they were like, "Maybe you ladies come with us." Well, because you can come. 
Don't Yell is a fun song. Yeah. It's just not a real song. No. Well, I also have to uh, admire the trajectory of, let's work with Ladysmith, and you know what? Let's also do a music video with Chevy Chase. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> let's just fuck around. Different times. Stick back. Yeah. Different if times. you need eyeballs on your album, you turn to Fletch. That's what you do. Bring him in yeah. and have him fake play out. Al- or he was the one who played all the album. Or the I oh, remember. Oh, so the funny and do, does a lot of shrugging to the camera yeah. as if to say I'm not interested in working that hard. I love a shrug. <laughs> the central thesis shrug. of Chevy Chase's career. Also, if you yeah. are the kind of nerd that follows me because I like nerd stuff, um, uh, I, uh, uh, Dean from Supernatural and his wife did a re- recreation because it's quarantine. We're all bored. They did a recreation of the uh, uh, Call Me Al video, and it's actually really cute. Ooh, like, oh, okay. I'm in the process of trying to, because I have this delightful, mysterious black backdrop uh, behind me, to take... Uh, a recreation of B. Arthur's famous photo shoot where she's uh, barefoot on a stool with oh. a black backdrop. She's like this, <laughs> and there's various poses, but I can't find the right shawl. <laughs> so oh, that's where I'm at. Uh, uh, if you're asking how quarantine is going, I'm looking for the right shawl. Would you like all listeners to send that's... in shawls? Would you, do you have a P.O. box? <laughs> It's very specific. Okay. People have sent in great stuff. Um, Ariel Italic from The Nobody sent me this oh, wonderful yes. kimono. Ugh. This pink, uh, oh. it's not even a kimono, it's just, it has the flowers. It's a, really a silk robe to get out of the shower in. Is sure. it the robe that you wore on uh, watching wrestling with The Nobodies, which, you know, people should go and check out very, after this? It's yes, the very video. same. It was a very sought after gift. look. Yeah, people really liked it, and she said, I gotta get that to you. Did she send you the heels, or did they send you heels in your size? No, the heels I'm gonna probably get with the shawl. Fair. Reasonable. <laughs> I'm, curi- I, I'm curious. I have to bring it up, because the last time we spoke, I said it 900 times. And I th- and I swore yeah. to myself I wasn't gonna fucking say it again, but here we are. I'm Do it. goddamn curious, RJ. We all have to deal with it. I've started rewatching Golden Girls, which I okay. know... Hits your sweet spot. Is there anything in particular yeah. you've been watching or rewatching while we've all been trapped in our homes? Uh, yes. I found a guy who just uploaded the full later episodes of SCTV mm. oh, when shit. they were on oh, the Showtime. Yeah, the really late stuff, which I haven't seen full episodes of. And I saw a scene this morning that I've never seen before. And it, oh my God, it made me so excited. Is that the 3D episode? I can't remember what season that was in, but that's the one that always stuck with me was the 3D episode. No, this is one, it's very relevant, where someone has been leaking show premises to uh, Showtime, and Showtime has been (laughs) stealing SCTV's shows. So Guy Caballero decides to put the whole cast and crew into quarantine. (gasps) And they're in bunkers the whole episode. Yeah, oh, but at that's... this point, there's only three or four cast members. John Candy, Catherine O'Hara, Rick Moranis, they're all gone. Oh, okay. So yeah. most of it, they just all have to double and triple up and film their different characters in different sections of the bunker. I will say, if you've never seen the 3D episode, if you ever saw, uh, I think Camp Candy also did like kind of a mock 3D episode. The idea is that it's 3D, but it's not 3D, so it's just making fun of it. So what they do is like they keep going back and forward to the camera, and it makes this noise, which me and my sister still make all the time, where they go like, it's 3D, and then they like yeah. go back and forward through the camera, and then they like just throw stuff. It's like, it's 3D, and they're well, just throwing things at the camera. That's a recurring piece that Joe Flaherty did, where he's Count Floyd, yeah. which became like, he did it, he, he also, I think they they did segments of that for Camp Candy, where every it was yeah, all those yeah, every it. it was always a different movie, 
with John mm-hmm. Candy and Eugene Levy, who is pl- yes. I can't remember what his character's name was. He played Br- the, the character was a Shakespearean trained actor who was playing Bruno the Hunchback. Yes, uh, Woody Tobias Jr. was his name. Woody Tobias Jr. And then they would, they would be like, look at this steak. And, and John Candy was doing his Vincent Price impression. He'd be like, look at this steak. And they'd do that. <laughs> like with ev- like every like 90 seconds or so, something was thrust in the screen. And then, count. but the, the kind of the MVP of those sketches for me was Joe Flaherty as Count Floyd, who was trying so hard to maintain the idea that he's hosting this, he's like, hey, it's very scary. Like, nothing worked. It's very just scary. Just his life. He was just like the Willie Loman of local television hosts. <laughs> so just so uh, sad. But back what are to the Canadian things? Yeah. <laughs> what are the Canadian things? Back, back to Golden Girls. Yes. I, my main question, because everyone, you know, the, the Golden Girls house went on sale. Everyone tagged me in it. Mm. And they just came out with a line of jackets and whatever. They tagged me in it. My ultimate question is... Why isn't everyone watching Maud? It seems to be the better show in and almost every Maud. single regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maud had an abortion. You guys yeah. get into Maud. Yeah, it's kind of lost in the shuffle of Norman Lear '70s shows. It's it's yeah. really great. She's Edith's sister, right? Isn't that the spinoff? Tied cousin. into All in the Family. Yes, cousin, cousin Maud. Cousin. Yes. Yeah, I don't think and we had like, Maud in England. It was very disappointing. Ooh. We had Golden Girls for sure, which I used to watch with my grandma every week. And it was like a big deal because it was clearly not appropriate. I was very young. <laughs> but I don't think we that. had Maud, which just feels like we've lost out as a culture. Speaking of the Queen loving Golden Girls, have you seen their yes. uh, performance at, what yes. is it, the Jubilee? Whatever thing where they're like, let's all entertain the Queen. That thing. And they flew them all out there, and they mm-hmm. do kind of like a cheesecake kitchen table scene. But this, the place is so big, the audience is so big, and the laughter is so huge that it just it does not sound like that at all. Because they have to be so <laughs> loud and so clearly speaking. It's like the Beatles playing Shea Stadium. Yeah, yes. and then and like and the Queen like has her box, and she's just like I guess just I imagine there's a corgi up there uh, keeping. There's the at least two uh, I, at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, is there is is this on YouTube? It's got to be. By I think it's way, a Royal Variety performance, yeah. right? It's, oh my god. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah. They literally oh, do it every that. year. You have to go and entertain the royal family and like bow a lot. Like you bow a lot. Okay. Yes. Well, now it sounds shitty. I thought it was just one of those things. Where it's like the Queen no, likes uh, Golden but Girls, but it's for charity. Oh, so no. you've got to be like, it's for charity. Mm-hmm. But there's so much bowing. Um, but yeah, definitely corgis. And there's been some great moments. Been some great moments over the years. Oh, see, now I don't like that. It's like you have to show up to court. <laughs> yeah. No, it legitimately yeah. is. And I feel like if I say anything else against it, they're going to take my passport. So I'm going to shut up. <laughs> but it's like a big thing you every year. Visit your brother. So. Yeah, yeah, they can't leave me with only an American passport now. It's worthless. So, <laughs> who's the best Golden Girl in your opinion? I, we, I, my other podcast, we got this. We we did a best Golden Girl episode. And we came to a definitive answer. But I, I before I before I spill the beans on that, I want to know your your pick for your for your favorite or best. I mean, I don't understand why why <laughs> the answer is not B. Arthur. Of course, that's correct. That's correct. That's also I, what we I really do. struggle for that. And I mean, the the only evidence I have and I, all I need is the final scene of the show. 
where, first of all, it's the best that out of all, you know, it's sisterhood and you'll always be my sisters. We're all together. Mm-hmm. Then in the last season, she's like, hey, listen, guys, I really got to fuck Leslie Nielsen. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I will say I am waiting for the I'm waiting for designing women to have the resurgence that Golden Girls has had because designing women was like Golden Girls was great. Designing women was my shit. It was a fun show. Yes. I, like show. It would, I actually was thinking about them because. Here's an interesting factoid. It was Delta Burke's birthday yesterday. Really? I have a weird fact. My dad, my birth dad, not my dad dad, um, he used to live in a cul-de-sac with uh, uh, the daughter of Delta Burke and whatever, Coach, what was his name? Craig T. Nelson? Mm-hmm. Craig T. I, be- I think yeah, that that's who it that's was, what, but I, I believe their daughter like lived in the cul-de-sac, so like Delta Burke would just be like there. Sometimes. Wow. Is that you? You refer to him as your Delta Burke father. <laughs> yeah, he is my Delta. You know, some people say bio father. Some people say sperm donor. I yeah. say he is my direct line um, into Sugar Baker. Yes. Yeah. Um, and my one of my own favorite jokes from myself is that the, <laughs> is that yes. the T in Craig T. Nelson stands for the guy from Coach. <laughs> I really like that. Look how much I, I like that. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> that took me by surprise. That was a good one. I enjoyed it. You, you pick. You pick your own jokes very well, sir. Thank you. My uh, my other one that I always bring up because it's yeah. you, you. Obviously, I think everyone here tweets jokes. Yeah. There's those jokes that you tweet that you're like, I'm not so sure about this, and then they do really well, and you're like, Oh, I guess I'm funnier than I think. But then there's other jokes that you tweet and you're like, you know what? I don't give a shit if nobody likes this. They're fucking stupid. This joke is amazing. <laughs> and then there's the, there are a few people. Don't you have a few people where it's like, if that person likes the tweet, yep. it doesn't matter who else likes it. Like, this yep. is certified sure. as intelligent humor. And one of my jokes that I was like, this is one I want to frame is... Will Orlando bloom if Bill withers? That is just. I'm like. I like words. Put it on my so tombstone. There we that's, go. Right. <laughs> I'm just like that's my life's work. Who liked it that made you know? Yeah. yeah. What's the seal of um, approval you're looking for? I think a Josh Gondelman. Oh, sure. God damn it! Yeah, Gondelman's a good one. If he and likes like, it, then you know it's pretty right. fucking solid. I see you. I think you know. I don't think he's liking Randall's tweets. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Is, I was going to say, is anyone liking Randall Streets? But I know they are because I read the comments underneath them, and they, they, there's a huge crowd out there who just really super love him. And they don't have Danielle's whiteboard; oh. <laughs> they don't have it. <laughs> they do not. They yeah. do not have access. And then for the for our listeners, uh, Josh Gondelman, I believe he used to be one of the writers on um, uh, This Week Tonight. He is definitely the head writer of the Jesus and Mero show, so you guys should also watch that. But also, you should watch it because Jesus and Mero are the tits. Yeah. So, RJ, in addition to, to wrestling, as you pointed out, you do comedy as well. And in this weird time, I've done live shows over Zoom. I know Danielle's done some Zoom stand-up shows. Have you been doing any sort of Zoom comedy or found ways to perform? And if not, what are the other outlets for that creative energy? I did one with some people uh, from Second City in Toronto who wanted to, like, basically test it out and whatever. And, like, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Sorry. 
they're all funny people. The material is funny, and it's just like, but it's not. You're missing the the collective laughter of people at the same time. It's not there. And but what's also weird is, as you know, every Sunday morning I do coffee in my underwear on YouTube. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of that stuff before this, and it's like, well, let's just continue doing it. Sure. So now I'm doing one Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. City mm-hmm. after dark, where I wear the kimono. <laughs> uh, and I broadcast in black and white, which is a nice touch. Nice. And then I've just been, Classic. you know, doubling down on the YouTube stuff and the cameo stuff and my merchandise. And I've actually, proud to say, and it tells you how fruitful the wrestling business is, I've made much more money not wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, 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 I, I Look, uh, I desperately need to know what you charge for your cameo. Uh, and and what your limits are for cameo i I don't know because like look a lot of people i know are on cameo people keep asking me to be on cameo where it's like i'm cheap man i'll probably just say happy birthday or whatever but you are someone who you could actually charge for your time yes what are you charging well i had it a year ago like before anyone was whatever i was like the only person who had it that i knew was was dalton castle and I was charging ten dollars because so I was like, I want something that every like you know. I'm talking. About, I'm gonna rant about Don Knotts for five minutes. Like, this is don't get your hopes up. And then it's like it got better and better and better. And then Mario Cantone, who's another Twitter so uh, credible liker, mm-hmm. said, "No, that's bullshit. You deserve more." He was like, "Set it at 50. Set it at 50. And he's angry about it. And he took my phone and he did it. Okay? Such a phone taker. One fucking cameo. <laughs> really? Nothing. Okay? Never so then I went, let's split the difference. Let's do, I think I'm at 15. It's hard because I said it in Canadian, then the exchange. I don't know what the deal is, but I think it's like 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying doing them. And I do want it where, you know, people can order them and not have to think too much about it. And then um, somebody just, I just did it last week. Somebody said, this is for my husband, my, my husband-to-be. I'm oh. going to send this to him uh, right before we walk down the aisle. I know he's going to be very nervous. Can you give him like a wedding pep talk? <laughs> and it was me very much going like, look, this is the deal. It's just one day. If you like divorce, it's not a big deal. <laughs> if you stay together, like whatever. I'm just like. Whatever option, like, it's going to be okay. So just do it. You're already there. Um, so who knows what effect that's going to have on the dynamic of their relationship. Maybe she won't show it to him. <laughs> Marriage. You're already there. Perfect. Does it start with, is she gone? Okay, good. Because <laughs> that would be. Hi. Yeah, that would be Is she looking around nervously? Look, you're safe. You can tell me if you need to leave. All right, well, let's take a quick break. That's what we're going to do. Then we're going to come back. We're going to chat more. Who knows where this is going to go? And that's the fun of it, isn't it? You listeners, if you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also Discord. And when we come back, we'll talk more with RJ City. That's our promise to you on Tights and Fights. You know what time it is, folks. It's Max Fun Drive time. And this is the time of year where when you become a member and support Maximum Fun and shows like ours, and specifically ours if you're listening to this one, and we give you very cool gifts to do it. But we go above and beyond that. We like to make this whole four-week period special. And that is why two days ago 
we did a watch along of Money Plane. We did live commentary on it, which you'll be able to hear later, but we wanted to provide that live stream. You could see our faces talking about that movie with our friend Ifiwadiwe from Hushacha. That's our thank you to you. But also a special shout out to Nikki from the UK who stayed up until 3.30 a.m. her time just to watch Money Plane with us. And it wasn't easy. It's not easy to watch Money Plane. That's no easy thing to do, especially in the UK, but for anybody. But she did it with us. I mean, so much. And again, we're, we're constantly in awe of the community that Max Fun has built and specifically the community that exists around this show, the Nation of Conversation. You've come together to enjoy and share our content during this time. It's as much a celebration of you as it is a celebration of us. And we're so glad we can inspire you or make you laugh or make you think or even get you heated and, 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 and give you wrestling takes that you disagree with, anything that gets your mind off of all the craziness right now. You are part of the community just by listening, but we're asking you to support us just a little bit more right now by joining as a member during Max Fun Drive. You can see all the different membership levels and their corresponding gifts because, oh yeah, did we mention there's gifts by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. You get the bonus content at just $5 a month. So if you can chip in $5 a month, firstly, thank you. You're amazing. Secondly, that means you get all the bonus content, including our brand new episode of Tapping Titles, which was glorious. I will say one of the happiest uh, moments of my last Life. I was going to say the period of which we're now in, which I don't wish to refer to ever, but definitely was an utter joy. Um, some people can give up to $50 a month, which is very exciting. Some have a $100 a month donation. We're not asking that of everyone. We're asking that if you have that money available to you and you feel like throwing it into a worthy cause, you totally could. If not, $5, $10, wherever you're at, we could not appreciate it more. We love it. We love you. Thank you so much. Um, if you're comfortable with the $10 in particular, I do want to give that a special shout out because not only do you get a very exclusive, very special Tights and Fights pin. Oh yes, an exclusive Tights and Fights pin to everyone who donates at the $10 a month or more level. And you also will have the option to purchase more pins from other shows. This is very, very, very exciting. All the proceeds from the additional pin purchases go to charity. There are so many great pins to choose from. So visit MaximumFun.org forward slash join to sign up at $10 a month. Grab yourself some additional pins for charity if you feel like that's something you would like to do. Why would you not? They're pins. They're great. We all love them. Winter's coming. You got to put something on your jacket. You need that pin. Again, thank you so much to everyone who is already a member to those of you who have taken the opportunity to upgrade your membership, and even to those of you who don't have it in your budget right now, but are doing the, the groundwork for us, who are sharing the show with other people, letting people know about tights and fights, that is a huge help as well, sharing information about the drive. We appreciate every single way that people are getting involved during Max Fun Drive. We cannot thank you enough. Yeah, if it wasn't for you guys, we could not make this show. That is a fact. It feels like a cheesy thing that people say to you to make you feel part of this. It's not cheesy. It's true. You are a part of this. Without you, there is no tights and fights. Without the Max Fun Drive and our very, very kind sponsors and donors, we have no podcast. So thank you so much. We are so happy when we get messages from you guys about how the pod is bringing you some joy. That's why we're doing it. We do it because we love it. We love you for supporting us. You go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. 
You enter your credit card information to set up your recurring monthly contribution. But the most important part to us, if you want your support to come to our show directly, is they're going to ask you what shows you listen to. Be honest. Check as many boxes as you want for as many shows as you listen to. But make sure to include us there because every show that you check off benefits directly from your contribution. So make sure you do that. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. You can join for as little as $5 a month. You can boost if you don't want to go 5 to 10 if you're an existing member, but you can go 5 to 7 then you can do that for the first this is the first year we've ever done this it's really really exciting and now let's get back to the show Tyson Bites Podcast Tyson Bites Welcome back to Tyson Fights I'm Hal Loveland I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk and what exactly <laughs> 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 RJ, what is something ambigu- unambiguously good that you've experienced recently, either because of lockdown or just because you happen to be locked down? Outside oh. of your of your Zoom date with with Danielle, obviously that's number one. I mean, which is obviously like the best thing. Um, good, good, good. I'm trying to think of good. Whoa! I'll tell you something that was amazing that mm. happened. Uh, it was my birthday a couple weeks ago. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And for whatever reason, David Arquette went all out this year. And he got me a <laughs> phone he got me a phone call with Dick Cavett. Oh. Yeah. That is so your fucking brand, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hate saying that because it always sounds so douchey when you say things like that. So when I say it, like, know that I'm saying it jokingly. Yes. Fuck, man, that is so your brand. This is why I can't have nice things, because all I would be thinking was, how long have you had this phone number? And how long have you been sitting on this phone call? Like, no, no, you know? He's, he set it up organically. He's not, believe me, That's he's allowed. not friends with Dick Cavett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did a stage show with Dick Cavett a few years back in New York. What was your experience talking with him on the phone? I want to compare notes with you, basically. I mean, um, uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. He was he was Dick Cavett. I don't think I have a. I don't think my impression of him changed at all. But my impression of him was has always been very good, and I I really tried to uh, mine his mind a lot, and I wanted to talk about people that is like. You know, people don't know. Like, he was friends with Stan Laurel. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's probably not that many people left on Earth that were. So I'm like, let's talk about that. And we talked about Jerry Lewis, who I will talk about with anyone, period. And and then the best part was David's grandfather is, is Charlie Weaver. And he was actually on uh Dick's show with Don Knotts and the Lennon sisters, wow. which is like, you know, the Again. orgy of my dreams at this point. <laughs> Dick Cavett is like, he was, I, that was my experience with it as well. He just seemed like really cool and he made a living being himself for a very long time. Like he doesn't, you can't, if you're putting on what he did on the air, then you must be asleep otherwise because he's like the most mellow kind of dude. He's super, super old, but still really sharp and and add it and yes like people sleep on go find clips of him interviewing groucho also and when he would have john and yoko on like but all of his stuff he's just a great interviewer those are i i love just listening to interviews that are conversations i don't i don't care what movie's coming out i don't care what your album is i i like the conversation between people and he there are few that were as good at it as he as he was 
Yeah, as an interviewer, I mean, he's probably the best. And you're like, you know, after that, you're like, why do I want to watch Johnny Carson make allusions to people's breasts? I'm not really in the mood. I want to see Dick Cavett make wordier allusions to people's breasts. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, yeah, like as a, 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 a occasion, I, I didn't mean to be, but occasionally I interview people like that's absolutely like that is um, that's the mold, right? The him and Johnny Carson or but, but I wind up being more. Uh, like fucking what's his face where I just laugh all the time like <laughs> you're really funny I like that you made a movie <laughs> you make movies it's Janice so from Friends wait who is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Oh, that's what you are yeah that's I understand in journalism true. school that's a whole semester but it's like just nailing that Janice technique you gotta do yeah. it <laughs> great where are you on Jerry Lewis Love him, hate Where him. Am I? I yeah. mean, well, I, we can divulge a little. He's he's pretty much the the basis for most of my heel work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the person, the person. Yes. I will say, you know, incredibly talented as as a comedian and a writer and a director. And then at some point got so successful that he got completely disconnected from reality. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really fall in love with him. That's where I go. I have to watch all of this. Me and uh, David have gone back and forth. He's a big Jerry Lewis fan. And I think people who are are in love with him are in love with that whole package because it's fascinating yes that the interview again was it for the la times or the hollywood reporter where they were doing legends of comedy and he did not yes. want to be interviewed go find that clip if you i mean for a guy who if he wanted to would have the ability to turn that into a five-hour hilarious engaging conversation back and forth just like we were talking about with dick cavett he instead makes it short and unintentionally i believe on his part uh, entertaining because he's so upset like mm-hmm. who woke me who wakes me from my slumber is like the entire aesthetic of that interview <laughs> but also that interviewer was horrible very the bad interviewer, interviewer was like how's las vegas changed and it's like well, what do you want the man to say you've seen pictures there's a lot more lights now that's pretty much it <laughs> <laughs> does it like say like 15 words the whole time I, I yeah, don't know if anybody pretty much no. Yeah. Pretty much literally says no the whole time. Yeah, the best is the is the is the house Las Vegas change. It hasn't. Yes. <laughs> and then just sitting there like nothing. And that's also I think you can find clips of the day the clown cried on YouTube now. Oh my you can find goodness. quite a few. I think you can piece together like forty minutes of it, but it's gonna be released I think in twenty twenty four. Oh that's right. He has to be dead for a certain amount of time and then yep. and then it comes out of the vault. There, yeah. there was a timeout here in L.A. I want to say it was like mid-2000s when Bob Odenkirk was trying to put together – he and Judd Apatow were trying to put together a staged reading of the script. But they and, couldn't and Jerry get, had it shut down, right? Yeah, Jerry had it shut down. That's yeah. exactly – but that was exciting at the time. Like, I'm going to finally get to see this, this attempt yes. at like – and then, I mean, they made like Jacob the – like movies came out that were maybe – Along those lines. I've seen a bunch of the clips of it. This is total Streisand effect because I like bad movies. So I was very much like, hell yeah, man. I want to watch The Day the Clown Cried. This is going to be terrible. It's going to be bad. It's going to be it, like in bad uh, in bad taste, blah, blah, blah. It's just not good. Yeah. 
It's well, like, so these are my things. First of all, it's basically the same plot as Life is Beautiful, mm-hmm. which yes. <laughs> is one of those movies that we can all look back on now and appreciate that it's not very good. <laughs> it's not a good it's not a good movie, right? Look, we all love that guy. It's fine for like a year. That was his year. Cool. Not a good movie. Number 1. Number 2, you know, uh The Day the Clown Cried is would seem a lot more palatable if it was perhaps a Gene Wilder. Yes. Instead of a Jerry Lewis, because Jerry is really incapable of not being Jerry. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird choice for event. Like if, on the one hand, yes, he is Jewish and I can understand him wanting to like as someone who is also Jewish, I can understand wanting to tell that story and that's like an important cultural piece. But also it's it is ego run amok of like I am not only the person to write and direct this, which he's a like he gets a lot of credit for for technical or should get more credit for technical breakthroughs in film that he helps yeah. he helped champion but also he knows what he does he knows who he is as an actor this isn't the time like sometimes you have to go the project needs somebody better than me for it to stretch i'm not this is not supposed to be a vehicle for me as well and that's that is where it falls down uh, one of the places it falls down mel brooks i mean certainly made his works against hitler but like within his mm-hmm. wheelhouse <laughs> Of of what he can do, so mm-hmm. why Jerry thought he could, you know, I don't know, I I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Gene Wilder, <laughs> what do you think about the Frisco Kid? Ooh, I was just talking about the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' smarter brother. Oh, with Dom DeLuise mm-hmm. also. Is this yeah? So uh, I I like the Frisco Kid. Sad face. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to have that sad, gentle face. And my new favorite, like, fe- can we, just fetish, can we say fetish in a non sexual way? Sure. Okay. Wrestlers with kind eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is what we've been talking about every week when we talk about AEW. We talk about Brian Cage and how they're trying to market him as this. Brock Lesnar as monster with his tads, but I'm like, he's totally got, I'm going to take you kids out to mini golf and throw your energy. So I find it really yeah. hard to take him seriously as somebody who's going to literally rip my body apart because I know he's wearing a polo shirt and I can get two flavors of Froyo because he's that guy. Big, <laughs> big Chuck E. Cheese dad Just energy. Just really kind dad energy. Who are, you, who are your top three kind eye wrestlers outside of yourself, oh, of course? Because you, do have you kind know uh, Tim Storm from NWA? I don't know if I do, but I. Oh, you need to look a gorgeous pair of eyes. Yeah, <laughs> really, just. Also, I want to say Greg Valentine's hair is too pretty for the rest of his body. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I saw him like last summer, and I was like, you know, from behind. He's in that Ellen Green territory for me. Oh my I'm very goodness. interested. Oh, he's he you know? as good as me? Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Oh yeah, look at those eyes. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. He's so Come proud of you. On. He's so proud of you. Anybody any other kind eyes you want to shout out? Hmm. I'm trying to think now of people I've wrestled that have kind <laughs> <laughs> You've looked in their eyes across the ring. You know who has very kind eyes? I haven't wrestled him though. Jerry Lynn has very kind, and Jerry Lynn has this kind of sweeter Richard Dreyfuss vibe to him. For some reason, when I look at Jerry Lynn, and very talented, there's nothing nothing for his ability, but he looks like the kind of guy who runs a stereo store. Like if I went in to go get a TV (laughs) or something, that he's in the back in the polo shirt with a clipboard just looking at everything, and like... 
just making sure everybody's doing all right. That's I don't know why I get that. It's a very specific energy, but that's what I get off of Jerry Lynn. But it's something that you mean in a good way. In a good no, that's the like best an attribute. Way. Yeah, yeah. He's a, it's he's like you went protector. in to buy one specific thing, but he knows they've got something that's actually better and costs a little bit less, and yep. he just wants to yes. make sure that you're getting the most for your money. Like uh-huh. he's, he's just like, looking hey, out for you. You know. A repeat customer is more important than a big spender. You know, we all know that. These cables, they they, ta- they cost you 50 bucks and they say they have gold on them, but you can get these ones for $10, these USBs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, exactly. So nice. So kind. Another one I want to add to the list while we're making this list, maybe you could add it to your whiteboard, Danielle, is um, Earthquake. Oh, sure. He was a big doughy. Like, you know, there was an anger there, obviously. But it could very much turn into a jolly nature. Yes. He seemed to enjoy sitting on people. (laughs) He was always just around the corner from a smile. Very Mm -hmm. much. And you could tell that he was cuddly. You know? Yeah. Do you think he liked cats? I feel like he liked cats. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a dog person to me. Looks like a cat guy. Dino Bravo seems like a dog owner. (laughs) But... I think Earthquake is of the feline persuasion. Looks like a what cat kind of guy. dogs does the Canadian strongman have? What are, what are Dito Bravo's? Something that he could he could just you know ruffle their jowls. Oh, like, you know, yeah, like a g- good old boy. You know, I had my friend had a dog when we were kids, and the dog was like a retired gigolo dog. It was mm-hmm. a male dog that they would get <gasps> nice. to you know knock up the ladies, dog. the breeders, that thing. And he had done so much fucking <laughs> that his penis was permanently out oh, no. and distended. Aww, that's going to stay. And I had never seen a dog penis. It's like seeing an eclipse when you get a chance to see it, you know? Yep. It doesn't come that often. The so lipstick, for it to yeah. be out. Uh, it sounds like it came too often. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it doesn't come anymore. It came and it went. I guess. (laughs) Um, And he would just charge you and jump up on you. And you would try to, you know, establish a rapport with him without coming into contact with his penis. Aww. What was your success rate there? uh, It was, I didn't, I stopped going over to that. (laughs) Oh, come on. He loves belly rubs. Look, he's laying out for you. And he's just, yeah. And it's just flopped over. And it's like, he's using his top paws to push your hand down a little bit. Like, listen, this is what I do. <laughs> it's baby. a shame. Yeah. I, um, my my mom's dog, she hates me. She hates everyone. But she was definitely like a, uh, uh, her job was to make the puppies. Mm. Uh, uh, so she does not like people except for my mom, which is fine. And her name is Lady now, which is great. But they named her Lady. So I'm always like, it's a little too close to Lady of the Night for me. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite thing. Um, so what I'm saying is I hope that those two dogs never meet because they're just going to kill each other. Nice. Or yeah. fuck fall forever. in love. Just like maybe yeah. see see a darkness and a pain in each other that no one else can understand and just become lifetime <laughs> companions. Twilight. Like it'll be beautiful. We talk so much about restless cats. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a dog uh, I, have, I have questions about happening. restless cats. We were asked recently to um, rate Dalton Castle's cats by Alyssa and we refuse to do it on the basis that all cats are created equal may or may not be true yes um do yes. you have any preference in wrestlers cats that you've spent some time with or just enjoyed on the internet uh, my own fair I enjoy my own and I think that's perhaps why Dalton and I have such a rapport with each other nice I think if you know you're wrestling someone who's a cat owner you know you're going to be relatively safe interesting this is good to know 
This is good. Hmm. To if know. you're wrestling someone who owns, you know, I don't know, a Saint Bernard, you're like, I may get a little fucked up. <laughs> it does feel like a profession where it is split very evenly between cat people and dog people. Yes, very few bird owners in wrestling. <laughs> I, mean, I can think of one who made it his gimmick, and that's about it. And as a small Santa child, snakes, I had a photo I of one. taken yes. with a giant bird on vacation because of that wrestler, and I thought I was so cool. And then the bird attacked my head, and I was very afraid. Um, but yeah. that guy that we gave mm-hmm. like a thousand pesetas too for me to take that photo he had a good day good for him but yeah i think like wrestle cats is such a big uh, undercurrent now there's not enough wrestle cat instagram accounts there's not enough wrestle cat talk because it's a big thing it's happening yeah. also wrestlers with lots of cats wrestlers with multiple cats yes who i think speaking of multiple cats let's tie this all together and b francis bavier mm-hmm. uh when she retired from show business after uh, the Andy Griffith show and became a cat lady and apparently as the legend has it was a, a recluse and died on her own and then was eaten by her cats her last gift to them was her body yeah i give yeah. i give to you of my body please I isn't that a wonderful it. southern gothic beautiful yeah. I just people get you so know? upset and they're like, oh, how can you have cats? They're going to eat your face. I'm like, clever cats, clever them. A dog will sit beside yeah. your dead body for days until it's literally starving before it considers gnawing on your leg. Whereas your cat like waits for you to be dead for like a minute and like is like, pour the face and be like, I'm going to oh. start with some cheek. That yeah, looks delicious. Don't, don't cremate me. Don't do anything. When yeah, I leave start me to go, the cat. You, just, you, you take out everything. Yeah, just put some catnip in my mouth and just let them have it. I came yeah. across that video of the dog whose owner died and the dog is laying on the owner's tombstone and crying. That's just the, I like, I don't know. Every once in a while, I don't go looking for it. It just shows up in a feed and I'm exposed to it. And it's, it's unfair. It's, it's the, really like, sad, Hal, but that dog's dumb. Like, a cat would already no, be in a new home. Has feelings. A cat would already have, like, five new owners to choose from. The cat would already have turned your rib cage into an apartment. I understand. I made what I made, and we did what we did, but now it's time to move on. Cats are realists. That's Look, what I, I appreciate. Uh, judging by how quickly my foster cat moved on, uh, cats will just move on immediately. They don't need time. Lindsay is done hearing about me being sad about my I'm foster never cat. Sad. I I'm never sad. I'm never done hearing you be sad about your foster cat. But the thing is, if he met you again, he would love you again. Are you the Delta Burke dad to your foster cat? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I was going to do one of those TikToks where it was like, uh, 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 the whenever you're ready. And then like you do the thing where you're like, if you have Luke next, here's what you have to do and then i was like i think the girl who made that originally was a teenage girl and i don't want to i believe she i I hope she was yeah that's a bad TikTok trend you know you remember when you were in high school and you were broken up with or dumped and it was so catastrophic in the moment and then by like the next week you're like i didn't date in high school rj (sighs) okay do you remember when we went we were all hot always i didn't get hot until later (laughs) Do you remember when we went on that Zoom date and then I was like, this this is not going to work out. I think we should Zoom other people. And you were devastated. And then like a couple weeks later, and now you're Zooming Lindsay, you're Zooming everybody. You're getting your feet underneath you. You got a new, you got new hair. You know? Yes, and then I put on a brand new wig, got a brand new cat, and went through quarantine. Yeah. That's it. That's the secret. That's the secret. That, of, when you think about life. that, you're like, okay, I see why a dog or a cat can just get over it. Yeah. 
That's fine. It's fine. Let them all think we dated. I actually think that's adorable. <laughs> Everyone like, should think that we I think it was adorable. Actually, I sent you that wonderful, <laughs> wonderful screenshot a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I got that said, I saw you at a show from an unnamed lady um, <laughs> that saw me at a show in L.A. Uh, when I was there. I don't know, in January, maybe, and said... Um, I, I thought you were very, very attractive, and I looked you up and by, like you're very hot or whatever. Uh, but I found out, I just found out you're gay. <laughs> that so they're like, oh, I'm. They were just like, I'm so, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to say hi. So like, I'm not too upset because you're gay, and it's fine. <laughs> and, and then I tried to contact Trace. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did that thing that we all do when we get rejected where we start going through their friends and he goes, oh, Daniel is friends with this person. Let me see what Daniel knows. I Wait, but what? Yeah. What was the... I don't know. I think she was just taking a shot. Maybe I can turn this guy. I don't know. Was it like a very shot, confused negging? Was it or, like yeah, maybe... reverse if, psychology? Like, yeah, yeah, that's like maybe yes. if I like, Im- suggest this person is gay, they'll feel so compelled to prove otherwise they will yeah. put that penis uh-huh. in me. Yeah, it's too bad yeah. you're gay because of how good my vagina is. It's got yeah. very she, stellar reviews. It's a shame you'll never try it. I don't know about her vagina. She's very pretty. Like, she's a very pretty, attractive person. Mm. So I could see, look, if you, I don't know how long she's been pretty and attractive for. I assume forever. And so I could see it being one of those things where it's like, hey, like, you know, I was going to hit on you. I think you might be gay. But if not, that's the yeah. noise that not, I made. I'm Polly Shore. Wee's in the juice. <laughs> <laughs> the wee's all... Yeah. I'm impressed at just coming straight out and saying it and not doing what every other woman alive has done when they've had a crush on someone they thought was gay, which was just to hang around them for about 17 years and hope that eventually they would change their mind. Like, that's yeah, all we've you, had up until now. Like, you could hang around with me for 17 years and still not quite now. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd still, like, cry on you quite a lot. There would be some late night crying. That's usually the litmus test. It's like, are they going to yes. pet you, pet your head, or are they just going to be like, it's time for you to leave? Because if they say it's time for you to leave, they're a straight man. Like that's what, that's yes. what we've learned. Yes, the conversation subsides, and I'll say, you know, when I was a kid, there was this dog. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work? Do you have it? What's the sex, success rate? Success rate on the dog story? My my success rate. I have this wonderful thing about me where I don't look like I will say the things I say. Like, you don't go, there's a guy who talks about Dom DeLuise, Mm -hmm. you know? So I kind of indirectly back them into a corner where they they just say to me, look, will you just shut the fuck up? So we can just, (laughs) will you stop talking about anything? Because I don't know these, everyone you're talking about is dead. (laughs) I thought you were going to grab me by the hair uh, and make you call me names, but the only name you want me to call you is Jerry Lewis, and I don't know how to deal with that. The only name I want you to call me is Lady. Lady! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. after a certain time, they're like, I don't care about Mr. Furley versus Mr. Roper. Please stop. (laughs) 
What will it take? What do what do we need to do here? How do we make a deal? And then you go, let's make a deal. Let's talk about that show. And then she's fucked. By the way, this <laughs> is true. Uh, the Museum of Television and Radio out here, and there's one in New York as well. You can go to their archive and watch pretty much. They have this vast expanse of, of, of television episodes in their library. And you can look up and watch whatever you want on demand. It comes with the five, ten bucks that it costs to get in. You can stay there as long as you want. And the first time that I went there, the first thing I watched was the pilot for the Ropers. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I used to go in New York when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it was so exciting to me because now what they have there is just basically their version of YouTube. Yes. And you can basically just find anything already from my house. But before that, you really, 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 really could not. And you would sit there and you would search and they would give you these little codes. Mm-hmm. They would print them out on a piece of paper. Yep. Yep. You go into this little viewing room and you put the headphones on and you put in your code and whatever would come up. And I watched uh, the first episode of Sesame Street. Yep. Ever. Mm. I watched the whole episode of Letterman that uh, Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler are on. Because you never, you would only see it on like highlight TV clip shows. Yep. Otherwise you would have, you know... Yeah. No idea. And what I'm still trying to track down and how maybe you could help me and any mm. of your listeners could help me, because I've, I've only seen clips. I want to see the full episode. This ties this all together. On the Mike Douglas show, they did a stunt where it was Mike and Jerry Lewis against Andre the Giant. And the oh, ring shit. is on the beach for some reason. This is before Andre's in WWF. It's AWA stuff because Vern Gagne is there and... I've only seen clips, and there's a famous photo of, like, Andre choking Jerry, and that's what it's from. I've only seen clips, and nowhere can I find the full episode, and it it's really bothers It's the Mike Douglas me. show, right? Yes. Well, you guys have your assignment now. Hold yeah. on. I, I, like I, might also, it. I might have uh, it for you. I'm gonna f- I'm, oh, if Hal is- doesn't find it, would you be willing to do a free cameo for the person that finds it, RJ? Oh my God! Absolutely, I'd be willing to do more than a free camera. Would you go <laughs> on a Zoom date with them, and then and then and then later make sure to just completely call them out on their podcast? Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that intimate? No, it wasn't. Can we intimate. not talk about we Zoom ending, dates? No, no, no. Is this a? Can I zoom and tell? <laughs> no, no zooming and telling. I have somebody yes. looking, by the way, for your Mike Douglas episode. I will. Oh, shit. I will let you know what Thank I find you. out. So much. Well, I guess you're going. That, you're going to just do all of the tights and bites, people. Your when next you need, Zoom date is yeah. going to be with Hal. When you need obscure <laughs> stuff, I have a hookup. I have a hookup. Thank you so much. That's Julian right. has a guy. Do you also have a shoal guy? Because we're still looking for that. Well, no, Lindsay, you calls. do the shawl guy, and then you get that date, and then we've all gone out <laughs> yeah. with RJ. Yeah. What about Julian? Julian's Julian, up there looking the sad table. and Julian's alone. Julian's got to find a dog yeah. with a permanent Outside mark on <laughs> Julian, what are you, Everyone's we haven't got talked a task, for a while in quarantine. What are you benching right now? Uh, you know how, like, everybody, there was, like, a period where after um, gyms shut down, everybody was just lifting up various things that were around the house to kind of stay in shape. So yeah. uh, I picked up several g- gallon jugs of water. <laughs> And both for emergencies uh-huh. and for weightlifting purposes <laughs> to take care of me. See, I picture you like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, where you just keep adding paint cans to the bar and lifting yep. it 
for some reason while well, while a child who is not your child the, is watching. The problem with that is I would need a bar, which I do not have. See, I have the bar, mm-hmm. but I don't have the weights, so I can trade you. We'll we'll figure oh, it out. Oh, to the magi, just trade yeah. them to one another. I will, I will trade my wig to Lindsay, so Lindsay can give the bar to Julian, and then Julian will buy me clips for the wig, and then we'll all be. This is an effective trade system for when the dollar craters. I, I want to track down all the modern alterated uh, altered versions of the gift of the magi <laughs> when they try to like because I heard about it in school but it was yeah. like I cut my hair and it's like but I got you a guitar pick like there was some weird <laughs> modern <laughs> gifts yeah they tried to make it really and you're like who is this couple <laughs> yeah what is the worst folks out there what is the worst gifts of the magi trade you've experienced let us know. There's no, there's no better way to end this segment than by asking for your gifts to the Magi trade. So let us know. Yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord via the links in our show notes. Nothing has ever been more important in the history of humankind than knowing these bad trades. I really I, I want to know what gifts to the Magi is in your area. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya, a movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Wadiway, the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. And... Dog breeding expert, RJ <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. <laughs> All right, RJ, guests go first. What would you like to put over? This is wrestling related. It's totally fine. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle was, of course, the AWA champion. And I just want to say, I want to say this. Everyone, especially in the quarantine, we're all looking up old matches. Go watch his work. It's very important. Very influential on the Mr. Perfects of the world, the Chris Jerichos of the world. And I will say this and bring this all together. Nick Bockwinkle was to Ric Flair what Dick Cavett was to Johnny Carson. Shit. All right. If that makes sense. Gives yeah. you Thinking some man's wrestler. Yes. That's very good. Danielle, what would you like to put over? I'm putting over two belts banks, baby. People are now like new power team, whatever, who cares? Bailey and Sasha, they both have two belts. Um, right now, for me, pinnacle of all good things. I applaud when women's wrestling does something interesting and cool and different and this is interesting and cool and different and we will see how long this lasts for uh i will enjoy it for as long as it does and as many of you sent me and thank you very much we appreciate it during their celebration 
Bailey tapped her own titles, as we say you should. Yeah. Uh, tapping titles is not necessarily, it's about love. Sometimes you have to do self-love and self-love is tapping your own titles. I, as most people know, for the main roster, I mainly pay attention to the warm, women's storylines. And I'm really excited and I hope that this goes somewhere really good. Um, and I know all of you are gonna be like, Danielle, don't get excited. But it's like, no, I have hope in my heart, man. Uh, uh, so I'm really liking it. Yay, we did it. Lindsay. Um, I have two things, but they're both short things. I wanted to put over uh, Mercedes Martinez's debut match on NXT, which was super fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't like her coat, but that's okay. Uh, I like to work. So, you know, that works. Um, yeah, thrilled to see her here, like making some money, having a good time. Uh, this is a happy thing. And then I really, really just wanted to say how much I love Kyrie Sane and how sad I am that she is leaving my regular TV screens. Um, I hope she's going back for like super happy, awesome reasons where she doesn't get hurt by mean people. Uh, and just has a lovely life, and she is the greatest and just delightful. Go watch all the Thank You Kyrie videos. Everyone just seems to have a massive outpouring of Absolutely. love for her, and I hope she has a super happy life from here on in. Absolutely. Right. Great I want to put over MJF, not for his State of the Union promo on AEW, which was spectacular, but for this special message that he recorded for a fan. Here it is. Hey, Josh, it's MJF. Heard you're a big fan. Guess what? I don't give a shit. Go fuck yourself. All right, kid. Have a good time. Have a good life. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, RJ City. Such a delight. This is maybe my favorite episode of the show that we've ever done. <laughs> and we, we barely even talked about wrestling, but the pop culture. It's almost like wrestling should be used as a reflection of society and not an end to itself. And Don't... I think that is the ultimate thesis here. That's right. That's what we really learned. Uh, what would you like to plug, RJ? Tell tell everybody what they should be watching. This now you have like an audience that is growing, growing because we have nowhere to go. We want to see your content. Where should we go? Uh, probably my YouTube, youtube.com slash RJ City Loves You, and I mean that in really a passing sense. Uh, I play various <laughs> games. I'm playing WrestleFest every week. I do coffee in my underwear Sunday mornings and Fridays. I do. I delve into uh, actors and I talk about some deep cuts not unlike this situation beautiful beautiful check that out yes i will uh come be a guest on one of those sometime <laughs> danielle what would you like to put over for yourself um, and, uh, you uh, uh, over myself uh just as per usual keep watching those honest trailers i am on fandom sju three times a week i'm really proud of the great debate I'm really proud of the work we did as both me, obviously as a vocal performer, but also as a writer, like we did really good work and I'm really proud of it. COVID uh, fucked everything up as it did for everything. There were a lot of shuffles for talent and things got moved around. I love the show as it is. I think that it is great, but the critical role episode we did, I would say is probably the one episode that was exactly what we had planned for the show to be. The guest stayed solid. We didn't have anything move around because of COVID. Um, we had like a great audience who was really super into it. Like it was exactly what we were planning to do for the show and what the plan for the show would have been going forward. I'm really, again, I love all of the episodes, but this one seems like it was the most um, exemplary of, of like, like, like that's the episode we were trying to make. And um, I know everyone has been asking, where can I find um, the show? It's on YouTube for the Critical Role, Role Show on uh, the Sci-Fi 
think it's on Sci-Fi Wire or whatever. You can look up Great Debate, Critical Role. You could look up my Twitter. I, I tweeted it, the full episode. In fact, I think it's like not only the full episode, but the full episode with uh, additional scenes. 31 minutes of the episode is on YouTube. I hope we get a season two. I don't know, but uh, please go check that out. That would actually mean so, so, so much to me. Please go check that out. I'll, uh, uh, Lindsay, remind me, do you have a new book out? I have well, a book books. out. Um, I do. I do oh. have a book out. It's out in the UK. It's called In Case You Missed It. Um, it's also out on ebook in America and Canada and I believe Australia. The Wait, paperback is out, uh, rolls out through August and September, depending on where you are. Um, and also, should you be in Canada? Sir, I'm looking at someone that is. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, ex- yes. it's excerpted. It's excerpted in uh, this week's ev- edition of Hello Canada, uh, which is terribly oh exciting. Terribly exciting. Well, I will ask my hygienist if she has any copies in the waiting room. You might I'm have to excited. wait about two years for it to make it to any sort of doctor's waiting room, but in two years it will be there. They've illustrated it with Fantastic. some photographs of their own choosing. Uh, which is nice. There's a photo of Buckingham Palace, so that you know it's set in England, mm. even though it has nothing mm. to do with the story. Uh, but it it's is so uh, nice of them to take it out of your creative control. It was it was great. I felt really good about it. I felt good about it. Um, I also have to mention a podcast that I was on, which went live today. Um, it's a podcast called Women Love Wrestling. It's a podcast that interviews women yeah. around wrestling. Well, uh, it's about women who are in and around wrestling, and we were asked. Uh, to pick off four horsewomen or four women that like you love or four women that you think change the industry or four super influential women on your wrestling experience. And it's hosted by a very lovely gentleman, which is kind of confusing because it's about women loving wrestling, but mm-hmm. you know, cool. He's moving the cause forward. I was pleased with that. And then when we had the conversation, he did seem quite surprised at how many uh, wrestlers were also human females that I chose. He's like, really? Those ones? And it's like, yeah, because like they're all people. Um, they're actually all people. So you're saying he's he's Paul Simoning the cause? Yes, <laughs> he is. I was Lady Smith Black Mambazo, and he was Paul Simon. And the Bella Twins were Lady my Graceland. Black Mambazo. Uh, Graceland's podcast, a terrible right? album. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was an interesting conversation, and he did suggest at some point that I should write a rom com for men. Um, but apart from that. <laughs> it was great and you should listen to it because my part was great so uh, I will tweet that link and you can listen to me explain why the Bella Twins are also humans um, as well as tits so you know just leaving that there alright uh, put over my other podcasts uh, we got this with Mark and Al on the Maximum Fun Network as well it's also deserving of your support during Max Fun Drive yes and Remember, it is because of your support that we are able to have fantastic guests like RJ City, who is maybe number one on our Mount Rushmore of guests. After this episode, <laughs> it might be just four different poses of RJ. You pick what they that's are, right. RJ. You get to pick. It's this. Your, I your have own pose. one. I have one pose. You've seen the pictures. It's <laughs> oh, pretty much true. like this. We'll just flip it so it looks like you're in a buddy cop movie with yourself. How many? How many <laughs> yeah. days? How many days would Randy need to get on Danielle's whiteboard to make it on there? Well, according to RJ, we're only at like one, <laughs> so. Noted. Be showing everyone my Well, he's not there yet. That's exist. what's important. 
Our, our producer, Julian Burrell, thanks to everyone who watched Money Plane with us on Thursday. Senior producer <laughs> Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up Hi, with Mike. us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. And thank you all the time, but especially now during Max Fun Drive, to all the Max Fun members who make this show possible. And if you want to support the show in a different way, and also get clothing for yourself, you can buy our t-shirt. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Never forget that RJ said that we dated. Bye! Ties and Bites Podcast Ties and I just want to thank all of our members for supporting the show. We are truly, truly grateful that you have chosen to contribute financially to support us. Obviously, if you can't contribute financially, it doesn't mean we love you any less. It means we love you for those five stars on Apple Podcasts. It means we love you for sharing with our with your friends or our friends, anyone's friends, really. Just share the show. The more people find out about the show, the more people can support the show, the more show you can have. We appreciate you so much for that. And like we say, you create, you enable us to create a show that is authentic, that we can kind of say whatever we like. We can talk about cats and Jerry Lewis as much as we like. And uh, that's all because of you. Thank you so much. And if you want to become a member, if you're hearing all this, you're like, Max Fun Drive, how do I get in on that? Don't worry, got you covered. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Pick the level of support that's right for you. See all the cool gifts that you will get and know that you have our eternal gratitude and appreciation. See you next week. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.